when you are looking at integrating some software into your organization, getting the people on board really should start with the selection process. They will help through business process mapping, which is something I'll cover in the workshop. It allows you to make better decisions. And second, it gives them buy-in from the get-go. You're listening to Estimate Rocket Radio, the hassle-free online software for service contractors that keep your business running from lead to pay. We want your business to grow, so we make it easy to get your job done. Hi, everyone, and it is a great day here at Estimate Rocket Radio. I want to give you all a very warm welcome. My name is Kathleen. I'm the Director of Sales here at Estimate Rocket, and I am joined by my very dynamic co-host, Chris Shank, who is our leader of education and engagement here at Estimate Rocket. Hey, Chris, how are you today? I'm great. I'm looking forward to a high-speed conversation with us and Bevan Hernandez. So you guys, Bevan, you know, it's like the three amigos are joined again. Bevan is part (laughs) of our team. Bevan is the head of product here at Estimate Rocket. She has a very revered position. And we just love the three of us getting together and chit-chatting about different subjects. And this is a subject I think we're all going to find extremely interesting. I do, and I live in this world, the software world of choices and integration. So, um, you know, we are thrilled to have Bevan with us today. We're talking with Bevan about the workshop coming up on March 24th at 2 p.m. Eastern. You could register by going to estimaterocket.com. Look at the menu there. You'll see education and events and everybody should sign up and subscribe to our this month at Estimate Rocket update, but it's right there under the events section and you can click on the workshop at the top and get registered. For now, it's free. We're talking about continuing to build workshops in the future, but right now get in on the ground floor, tons of information, lots of helpful worksheets, things that you could take back to your company and put into practice immediately. You don't want to waste your time picking wrong technology or crashing it by not knowing how to implement it correctly. Bevan teaches us how to do that correctly. And we talk about Zapier integrations to help you do all the other stuff you want to do. Hey, Bevan, welcome to Estimate Rocket Radio. Good morning, Kathy. How are you doing today? Oh, we're doing fantastic. We're so excited to have you on this podcast. I am super excited to be here. So we have a workshop coming out March 24th, 2 p.m. Eastern. Bevan, what's this going to be about? We're going to talk about, you know, uh, something people don't talk about often enough, which is the process of integrating technology into your organization. Um, Because a lot of people think, you know, hey, I can just buy some software and bam, all my problems are solved. And that's not quite the way it works. We're going to dive deep and uh, look at all the aspects that you should consider when you're considering a uh, technology project. And you know what's really cool, Bevan, is so many people think that we're immune to having to make decisions about technology because we're writing software products. But that's not true. And when I got invited to participate in this podcast myself, I it made me think about the effort that Tom put in, you know, six, seven years ago, he had to decide, what am I going to write Estimate Rocket in? What software tools am I going to use to write Estimate Rocket? Think about a daunting task, you know, because when you're doing that, you're thinking of 10 years down the road, is this still going to be relevant? And you have to do it almost with blindfolds on. 
given the information that you have at that point in time. And so I know most of our listeners don't have to try to do that, but it, I want to have everyone understand that's listening today that we face this all the time, because even at Estimate Rocket, we use software tools to do our work, whether it's communicating to each other or communicating to our clients, we still had to go through the process of selecting software tools. So knowing all that, when we're selecting software, Bevan, what's really the best way to discover, vet, and select technology that's going to be great for your company? I'll break it down into a couple of key um, concepts. One of the first pieces that you want to you want to look at when you're looking at selecting technology of any sort, you know, selecting a new software package, selecting a, a communication tool is what are the 3 to 5 business processes that you business outcomes that you that you want to have happen as a result of the implementation, right? So it's it's a little bit different when you're choosing a technology language to write new software, but when you're choosing a technology package, obviously a lot of things do a lot of things. And so you want to break that down because if you just try to look at all the different features and compare in these, you know, ah, you'll, you'll make yourself crazy. What are the top three outcomes that you want out of the software? So identify those first. Then when you go to start to the discovery process, you're going to want to look everywhere. You're going to want to look at um, trusted resources. Who are your friends who are using software that is similar? What's out there in the marketplace? Google is your friend. Go to uh, vendor events, industry events, and kind of gather information on what other people are using and, and why. So you have the, so you've got those two pieces um, in your, in your pocket now, you've learned about this technology, you know what your top three to five business outcomes are that you want out of the, out of the software implementation. Then you want to take a look at um, aspects that are intangible. So you're going to look at tangible aspects of a piece of, a piece of software, right? What the features are that support the business outcomes that you'll get. And sometimes that's a little difficult to do if you're not an expert in that area of the software. Mm-hmm. So you're going to want to get some support from the salesperson of the software, et cetera, to find out how it how it impacts those three to five. But then you're going to want to look at some other aspects about the company that you're engaging with. For instance, how long have they been in business? What's their success rate with other people? Um, what kind of support do they offer? What kind of mm-hmm. training they offer? And so you're going to want to look at all of those things and put those into a what I call a matrix um, to identify and rate the different software packages against each other. So it's a pretty big process, um, even just to get to that point. I do recommend always, because a software project is always a people project. It's not a, it, we, we think about it as technology, right? But yeah, all that's good. software that's is really, really good. <laughs> it's really about the people in your organization. So yeah. when you're thinking about doing this, um, always start out with a team within your organization who is going to help you do this and identify people who can do this. So I, I'll, I, I could talk about this forever. Um, <laughs> I'll go into it. No, in but it's so exciting actually to listen uh, to this. There's a lot to consider. Um, Starting with those top three to five business objectives is always the, the great first step. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a lot of things to consider. That's an understatement. I actually like what you said before, and this is a quote, a lot of things do a lot of things. 
So Bevan, I, I appreciate that. I hope that lives on from this podcast. <laughs> Do you even remember? You may not Maybe even we'll remember. Title the podcast. <laughs> a lot of things. I love it. That's technology, and that's some of the perils and benefits even of technology. A lot of things do a lot of things. I love it. But it it does get super, super complex and complicated. And that's why we're doing this workshop exactly for that Mm -hmm. reason. So a lot of people are like, well, no, just tell me what to use and how to use it. It, it, Hold on now. It's like, slow down. There's a lot to that, that if you get stuck with the wrong, I guess getting stuck with the wrong software or technology is a problem. Talk to me about that real quick, because a lot of people are learning from others and they're hearing, well, just tell me what you use. And and that's great. But we're also saying slow down that process a little bit because you don't want to get stuck with the wrong one. Can you, this is kind of a out of left field a little bit, but what happens if you get stuck with the wrong technology? Let's, let's talk about that. It's, it's, First, really super important to understand that integrating technology comes at a price, and it's not just the price of software, right? It's the price of um, the process of disrupting your business, et cetera, to, and I know as someone who makes software, I shouldn't be talking about this, but now it is the price of actually the implementation. You're going to spend our valuable hours mm-hmm. doing that. So the other part is that if you choose poorly, what's going to happen is that you're not going to reach your business objective. So if you don't have those key things understood well up front, you know, your problem and your and your friend's problem are not necessarily the same. The, those same you're not necessarily trying to solve for the same things. You don't have the same team. You don't have the same um, clients or whatever it is that you're trying to solve for. You don't have the same finances. And so you really have to make sure that the outcomes that you are uh, looking to get and the ROI, the return on that investment is going to be worth your, worth your while because it's an expensive proposition. Um, you know, I used to work in academia and we had numerous projects that had gone on, technology projects that had gone on for years, cost multiple millions of dollars only to fail because they had made the wrong selection in the first place. They hadn't adequately um, worked with the people and, and mm-hmm. like I said before, software projects are people projects. There's a saying in, in the development world that the structure of your software reflects your organization. It's actually mm-hmm. one of the one of the principles. And so, you know, it's the same way when you're choosing technology. It it is heavily impacted by how the people work in your organization. And if you're not considering all of those things, you can spend a lot of money and not get very far at all or worse, you know, have a, have something happen to you um, that is negative towards your business. So, mm-hmm. you, so you gotta be really careful. I, you know, I've heard of people who uh, got engaged with the latest software. They got, they got kind of got, Oh, this is so exciting. Only to find out once they had embedded all of their business processes into it, that the company went out of business, you know, that it wasn't right. solid mm-hmm. and now they're stuck. Right now, they've invested all that time and money, and and they can't even get it to work. Um, those are all some things that can happen, and and uh, so putting some some effort into the consideration process is is really worth your time and money. What would you suggest to our listeners about getting team buy in when they're making a software selection? Yeah, so that's key. Um, and this is just kind of a truism of, of human beings, right? We mm-hmm. all, when we're at work, we want um, ownership over what we do. So mm-hmm. Autonomy is really important to us. 
Um, and so when you are looking at uh, create, uh, in, integrating some software into your organization, getting the people on board really should start with the selection process, okay. with the identification and selection process. Because what you're doing is giving them a chance to help help you examine what's currently going on in your business. Everybody thinks they know what's going on in your business and how you solve the problem. But they will help through business process mapping, which is something I'll cover in the workshop. They'll help you identify um, and, and skip potentially <laughs> the negative parts that can happen um, when you don't look at all of those things holistically. The other, so that does two things. The first is obviously it allows you to uh, have make better decisions. And second, it gives them buy-in from the get-go. Now, okay. selecting those people is going to be really key for you. And and when I, so this is what I used to do for a living. I used to work with large teams and uh, help them identify who needed to be on these projects. And the temptation is always to choose, you know, people who are going to be go-getters and change agents. And yes, you need a few of those. You need a few people who are really keen on changing your organization and helping it move forward. But some of the most valuable people you can have on that team, and it's, it's counterintuitive, but are the people, some of the most valuable people you can have are the people who stand to lose the most with the implementation of that technology. Okay. Wow. So um, the people who are the, you know, and people typically don't want those people on their team. They're like, ah, oh, you know, that person, they, you know, they didn't, they didn't want us to do anything different. They, they never want change. <laughs> um, they're, they're negative. We don't want them on the team. But what the reality is that those people have often um, developed that attitude because they have learned valuable things about change with their specific area of expertise, right? So let's say maybe it's a it's a bookkeeper that wants things done a certain way and other people talk about them and they say, oh, you know, they, they just don't like things when they're different. But the reality is they may have experienced um, something where their the company was put in peril mm-hmm. when they didn't have things a certain way. And so their uh, um, desire to control that comes from a place of protecting the company. And until you get them on the team and on board, you won't know that that's the case. Okay. So like I said, this is another topic I could talk about for hours. Right. And hours. No, but well said, but they, but they, the, the key here too, is that once they come around and once they have input and once they affect the process and you can be sure that their fears are taken care of mm-hmm. then they become your biggest advocates. And then people out there say, wow, you know, if so-and-so got on board, well, then I can get on board too. Mm-hmm. Right. And so that is a, you know, you kind of get your, your um, early adopters with your change agents who are super excited about change. And then you get your late adopters with the uh, recruitment of some of those people who are a little bit more resistant to change. Right. And that's how you get something done. That's good. That's really and I'm good. kind of hearing a little team building in between all that. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> when you have a cross-functional team, you also start to build uh, within your organization an, a, a, an understanding sometimes of the different pieces mm-hmm. that people never get exposed to otherwise, right? You're, you're a painter. I don't know how often they talk to the bookkeeper in 
Um, pharmaceutical companies, it was di- when I when I did that, it was different areas of the pharmaceutical companies who never talked to each other. They had a lot mm-hmm. of resentment for each other, but getting them to harmonize their business processes and work together to implement technology was a huge boon for the organization as a whole. Yeah, that's fantastic. So selecting, implementation, uh, training, communication, all that stuff's really good. And you'll be spending more time on the workshop about that. I want to talk real quick about integrations because we hear a lot of questions about, well, for one, with Estimate Rocket, you know, what do we integrate with? How do you how do you plug those things in? How do you use them? And so real quick, can you talk about um, what integrations do we see used a lot? What do we what do people need help with there? Yeah, so let me start first with the concept of integrations, right? Every piece of software has edges. They have things that they do and they have things that they don't do. And then they have also things that they do really well and things that they do okay, but not quite the way you want them. And that's where integrations can come in. Um, Estimate Rocket integrates through something called Zapier. And we chose that tool because it's something that you can use fairly easily to integrate with, there's there's over 4,000 apps available in, in Zapier. So mm-hmm. almost wow. anything um, you can integrate with Estimate Rocket in some way or another. And sometimes you might have to make a few hops, you know, this tool to this tool, and then this tool to this tool um, through Zapier, but Zapier automates that process. It's kind of like having, um, I don't know, a secretary who grabs the piece of paper from something and transforms it and gives it to somebody else, right? So some of the ones that we see um, very often, obviously, are financial packages like QuickBooks Online, Xero, uh, Zoho, all of those different financial packages. Just because you don't use QuickBooks doesn't mean you can't use Estimate Rocket. We integrate with a variety of those. Another thing that people integrate with quite frequently are things like You Can Book Me, um, Gravity Forms, the ability to integrate the uh, process of intaking new leads um, mm-hmm. and getting them into the software. You can do that fairly easily through through any of those things. Um, there's another one, I can't remember what it's called, that is, allows you to book. Uh, marketing pieces of software like ActiveCampaign, uh, MailChimp, all of those are available through Zapier as well. And basically anything you can do with Google Sheets, which is kind of covers a wide range of financial dashboards and other things that you may want to do is available through Zapier as well. So like I said, there are 4,000 pieces of software out there in Zapier. It's too numerous for me to mention, but those are some of the key things that um, we find people doing around our app edges. And I do know that our service contractor community loves Zapier Mm -hmm. because when I go in person to events, that's all they talk about (laughs) is how much they like working with Zapier. So we chose a very, very good tool to be able to integrate other third-party software products with. Yeah. And we wanted that to be easy. Um, Mm -hmm. That's that's really key because Zapier and, and some of the other tools that are designed like it are designed so that you don't have to be super technical, technologically savvy to get them to work. You do, it does require some effort of understanding, but it's not, you know, you don't have to be a programmer to understand it. So. So we're going to talk about some of that implementation mapping, business process mapping for, for getting new technology integrated. For one, we want people to use Estimate Rocket and be able to integrate it into their company easy 
and make that as pain-free as possible. But with the integrations of Zapier, are we going to have maybe something, whether it's a worksheet, I know you're working on like a little ebook, but is, will one of the worksheets kind of give a little bit of um, an, a description, a tool to understand how to use Zapier or to connect to some information about that? Yeah. So we've got a whole bunch of um, wonderful help docs that are, that are great on actually diving in deeper uh, into the integrations with Zapier. And we can certainly help you get set up as well. But during the workshop, what we'll do is kind of do a high level overview of how these kinds of things work, how Zapier works, and the considerations and the um, ways to the, the process of identifying how to integrate two pieces of software together. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's a little bit more high level, it won't be, you know, this field goes to this field and click here. Um, but but there are some things that we will start doing in the workshop for sure. Great. Well, that sounds awesome. It sounds like it's a lot to pack into an hour or so. And <laughs> I know that um, the the workbook is going to be helping with some of that. And uh, and then we have services that we offer to really just help people connect into more of how to connect with Estimate Rocket and integrate it in their company and then use Zapier. So the extra help is there for people who need it. But I think it's going to be great um, to just work through a process together because a lot of people, it, it's very intimidating, I think. Yeah, um, I was going to say daunting. It can daunting, be very daunting yeah. if you don't have the skill set to figure out where do I begin? Right. Right. Because right. yeah, you don't want to waste a lot of time. Like you said, there's a cost to it. There's there's potential risks mm -hmm. and there's there's waste if you go with the wrong one or something crashes at the end. So that's what this is all about. We've heard a lot of questions about it. So we're going to follow through with something. Um, so people can find out in the show notes how to get to that workshop. It's coming up really soon. Devin, thank you so much for being on and, and just giving us an intro to what people can expect from the workshop. Thank you, Bevan. You are quite welcome. I'm really looking forward to it. This is Estimate Rocket Radio. Join our team at EstimateRocket.com. I actually like what you said before, and this is a quote, a lot of things do a lot of things. So Bevan, I, I appreciate that. I hope that lives on from this podcast. <laughs> do you even remember? You may not even remember. Title you just said, the podcast. <laughs> a lot of things. 